0: Community Matters Saturdays on 95.3 WBCK, brought to you by Lakeview Ford Lincoln. Richard Pyatt here, joined now by Steve Frisbee, Vice Chair, Calhoun County Board of Commissioners, with our monthly update. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Well, we've spent a fair amount of time this hour talking about the Blue Oval pause. Curious to uh, hear your thoughts about that. Uh, We've talked on many occasions about this project and the effects of it and your position on it. Does this rattle you a little bit or make you a little concerned?
1: Concerned, yes. Um, I was a little surprised by it. But when you take into account all of the factors going on in the economy, the UAW strike, the position of trying to maintain cash, for companies versus draining their cash, I think there's a lot of things going on, and I don't think we know what Ford is thinking completely. They've been a little bit um, quiet about the whole thing, and that's okay. That's a, it's a private business thing, but yet we have a lot of public dollars into that site. So at some point, I think we'll we'll hear some more, and we'll see what all of the, uh, the inputs that are making that decision come out. So mm-hmm. it could be EV strategy is is not what they thought it would be who knows. I hope they continue.
0: Do you really think a project like this so fervently backed with a clear position that's been stated from the beginning, we're building this could actually go the other way and be canceled?
1: That would shock me. As hard as Ford dug in and, and got it done uh, as well as the state, that would shock me. You know, but one of the things I I've, I've noticed and I reached out to some of my friends over the Labor Day weekend was the new strategy that I saw watching so many football college football games that weekend was we're talking about hybrids we're not talking about EV we're, they were pushing hybrids that weekend and you know I've long said the the swing in the in the economy was created by some of the federal push and, and demand of EV but I think the market is where it has to be decided I don't think Having an EV plant or a bunch of EV plants is going to be something that happens across the country really, really fast. We just can't support it. But that whole hybrid concept would be more market driven, where people are worried about getting good gas mileage yet know that they can charge themselves running down the road. So maybe they retool it and say, hey, we're going to build batteries that'll fit our hybrids. Who knows? And that's a Ford decision, not a political decision.
0: Yeah. Well, it certainly makes sense that if someone has range anxiety, a good bridge might be a hybrid versus jumping yeah. right to an electric. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I've uh,
1: driven a hybrid before. I really like them.
0: Yeah. Well, and and I've been spending a few weeks with a Mach-E, which is all electric. And uh, I'll talk about that a little more uh, later this hour on the program. But um, I've realized that for me, not speaking for anybody else, but for me, making that leap probably wouldn't be such a big deal. Yeah. And sometimes we have to experience it ourselves, right, to To have that uh, perspective. But
1: yeah. yeah, interesting. It just depends on what, what your needs are as a consumer. Yes. How much you drive and all of those things.
0: All right. Well, we haven't heard the last of it. I'm pretty sure about that. So uh, we will stay in touch on that. Of course, in September, the county board uh, met on a couple of occasions and had a couple of focuses, including a medical examiner's report.
1: Yes, Dr. Joyce DeYoung comes in every year and talks to us about what the findings are. For several years when I was elected, we really didn't get a lot of good reports about what was going on with preventable deaths, especially in Calhoun County and things that we could do as a community, not, not necessarily as government but as a community to say how can we address these one of the good news pieces this year was that opioid deaths were down there's still over 40 of them last in 2022 which is too many uh, way too many it's um, any one of them is preventable but it did show that the prevention and the enforcement that's taken place across the county has made some of an impact so We hope that continues. I think that's going to be hard moving forward with the border, the southern border being so porous uh, and known that, you know, fentanyl and other drugs are coming across that border. But uh, kudos to Sheriff Hinkley, Prosecutor Gilbert, and all of the the folks in the community who are working towards prevention and keeping people away from drugs to make good decisions, especially young kids.
0: How did the Dr. DeYoung look at it, that decrease in opioid overdoses, cautiously or optimistically? How did she
1: see that? A little bit of both. She's very optimistic that it was headed downward in a significant number, but cautious that same reasons, I think, of what I said, it could respite itself based on the availability. The use and desire of the drug crowd right now seems to have gone away from some of the opioid uses and back towards uh, other devices uh, and other drugs in that are available, such as meth.
0: I see. Well, right. As you point out, this has not been a, uh, an easy fight. I remember Chief Blocker telling us back in the, our days on The Morning Show, which is clearly a few years ago now, this was a crisis. He did not hesitate in coming on the radio and saying that. And then pointed to, as you say, the whole country dealing with this. So this is an interesting development, but uh, maybe not the solution we want.
1: Yeah, the thing that I saw was the age range in that report, and it's a publicly available report. I, I think it was twenty-one was the youngest this time. We've had them younger in the past in opioid deaths and into the 70s. So it's a drug that spans across all ages and and incomes, and it it, it doesn't. To have any real constraints that way. It has a deadly consequence for everybody.
0: So as you pointed out, the ME's report is an annual report and uh, that's the main focus of it, is preventable deaths?
1: Yep. Where can we focus in a community on preventable deaths, such as suicide? Um, We have seen some spikes in suicides, although ours have remained steady from year to year. I think 23 is going to be a little different for us in that younger people uh, seem to be committing suicide. From my perspective and observations as a paramedic in the street, sometimes that we're seeing younger and younger folks committing suicide. Boy, uh, so how do we address that in a yeah. mental health perspective and making sure that we have mental health resources available and people are willing to use them? Suicide's such a devastating thing for those they leave behind
0: i'm reminded number one that uh, september fleeting as it is is uh suicide prevention month and i'm yep. also reminded based on uh, our overall conversation of this uh, area that uh, i'm happy to mention that uh, my company has been helping summit point produce podcast episodes and many of them talk about the work that's being done in this area in calhoun county to fight these fights that you're talking about steve the overdose situation and i just did a, a a conversation about suicide prevention there are even some resources in the community through summit point and others where you a any average person the average you is what i mean can uh, avail yourself of some lunch and learns and some trainings to just have some resources in your mind to respond to someone who might suggest a suicidal interest. It was incredible how they go about that and the kind of work they're doing. So I'll link the summit point podcast series in the show notes for this episode so folks can can do that but the whole point of us having those conversations is for people in calhoun county to understand what kind of work summit point is doing in these uh, efforts that you're talking about and it reminds me of something else steve the whole notion that emergency responders such as yourself are are facing these things regularly, and you probably help make sure that your crew is well-rested and avails themselves of, of resources also, because this is tough work.
1: Yeah, we try. Uh, we have multiple approaches that we do at Life Care, and that we do uh, critical incident stress debriefings after those tough calls, especially young kid calls that nobody likes to deal with, uh, multiple fatality type of calls. We have uh, employee assistance programs where they can use mental health resources confidentially we don't know who goes and we don't want to know we just want to know if our employees are you know the number of employees that are using it and then we've lost a couple of paramedics over the last few years to suicide and it made us rethink some of our commitment and how do we do this and the early recognition of suicidal tendencies is the best thing you can do so when you see it getting people before they make that decision. Once they make that decision, it's a it's a really tough thing to reverse, uh, but get, catch them early in that uh, recognition to get them the mental health support that they need to overcome whatever they're facing. Mm-hmm. And doing that early, doing it often, and, and uh, making sure our employees, paramedics and EMTs and dispatchers and other folks have those available is really important to us. We just mm-hmm. put in a, suicide prevention bench that's uh, they're put in all over the community by the Calhoun County Suicide Prevention Coalition and we honored the and remember the two folks that we lost in the last 2 years to suicide so it's a tough thing and first responders uh, have a 10 times higher suicide rate than the normal public mm. so recognition of that and trying to create situations that avoid that are the best thing for that group of folks, police, fire, and EMS, and healthcare.
0: Point well taken on uh, what you're doing to, to help folks. And that whole point of, of, uh, of recognizing and how serious it is when there's an intent there, interesting point in the conversation that we had uh, under the auspices of Summit Point, those trainings that you take can actually give you some tools to help a person who might be expressing such a thing just get past mm-hmm. it a little bit. And and the interesting point that was articulated was if, if you can just get them past this moment, whatever's happening right now that might be putting them there, that's a huge step in the right direction. So anyway, though that episode is a part of the Summit Point series we're doing, and we'll link those in the show notes. But uh, yeah, hats off to you and, and uh, the Life Care crew and all emergency responders who are yep. doing this work. Well, that was a bit of a rabbit hole, but that's okay. Uh, We sometimes do that with these uh, conversations. So the rest of the agenda in September seems to be relatively routine.
1: We did pass the Transportation Authority. Everybody outside of uh, the city of Battle Creek, the city of Springfield, the city of Marshall, and the city of Albion have opted out. Uh, They still have uh, about another week to notify us in writing, but most of them are saying verbally to us, we're probably opting out. So it's going to be only the footprint that has public transportation right now. And they have now the the vehicle to work together and uh, see if they can save some dollars in operating overhead and those kind of things. And I hope they can, um, and we'll see how it goes.
0: That footprint of participants is probably what you anticipated, right?
1: I thought we might have a couple more, but that's a local decision, and that's why mm-hmm. we built it that way. You know, I was insistent that we have the opt out because there was another way we could have done it and just said, here, we're having a countywide transportation authority. Uh, we didn't think that was going to work. Mayor Banking, myself, and quite a few others, our Kale, all said we like the other version better where people get a chance at the local level to opt in or opt out.
0: Well, and this is an illustration of what might happen if. It wasn't that way, and, and by that I mean a municipality might say, well, we're being forced into this, and now we have to worry
1: about our part in that. A couple of locals have said, we're just going to step back and see how it goes. Ah. It, we're not saying never. We're saying, let's see how this goes. And if the opportunity presents itself that we think it's good for our local community, then we can jump in. It's a little more difficult, but it's still doable to jump in later.
0: Well, seems like a reasonable perspective to have at this point. So what would yep. be the next step then, Steve? The We really start talking about the real work, right?
1: <laughs> yep. So we will seat a board for the authority and they'll become an independent group that manages themselves and creates their own budgets and their footprint and their delivery plan of service. And then we're going to have to look as a community again at where are the shortfalls and we still know that. Senior transportation for especially medical appointments is still a a hard thing to fill. So, how do we do that in the out county, especially where there's limited resources available? uh, Funding for things like BC Go, which has been successful yet is limited because of the small amount of resources they can put into it. How do we help meet those needs of people who need transportation, are unable to transport themselves, maybe don't have family? immediately available to help them with those needs uh, senior millage which the voters have approved overwhelmingly like an 80% clip helps fund that through community action primarily now so how do we keep that going how do we make sure that the uh, folks who need transportation can get it so it's always a struggle to say okay we have these lapses of you know service how do we make sure that we put something in place that people really need without spending money on things that we don't need to do.
0: Well, these are the kinds of things we focus on, on the Calhoun County Board Update here on Community Matters. There is a section of the Calhoun County Government website where you can find agendas and even watch the meeting live or on demand after it's happened, if you so wish. And we'll put that link in the show notes. Battlecreekpodcast.com as well. Vice Chair Steve Frisbee. Thank you, sir.
1: Thank you. Have a great day.